matter what is going on in the world, in our city, in our nation, and the nations of the world, may the word of God grow and multiply. May we see many people coming to the kingdom of God than ever before. Don't panic. Fear not, the Bible tells us. In uncertain and turbulent times, what do we do? How did the apostles navigate uncertain times? Join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church family exploring biblical nuggets in this message and may the Holy Spirit empower you to overcome in this season in Jesus' name. Now, Pastor Paul. Those who wait on the Lord do what? I pray in the mighty name of Jesus with all that is going on in the world as you begin to wait on God and to listen to him. May your strength be renewed in the name of Jesus. May you not faint in the name of Jesus. I said, may you not faint in the name of Jesus. I said, may your strength be renewed in the name of Jesus. When the enemy tries to let you listen to the outside voices and to look at the uncertainties, that is the sign to pull aside and begin to cry out to God and begin to listen to God and say, I refuse to listen to all that is going on around me. I refuse to listen and to focus on my circumstances. Instead, I am going to wait on God and hear what he has to say unto me. Those who wait on the Lord. And you see, as you wait on the Lord, you begin to see things from God's perspective. You begin to see things from God's angle. Because God works with and through the circumstances of uncertainty to fulfill his plan. Notice Joseph, his teaching in, in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. He, he, he said this. Joseph said this. He says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Again, it comes down to perspective. He could have, been, he could have chosen to be bitter against his brothers. But his teaching, say, he, was, he said, you meant it for good. But God has turned the circumstances of my life around. You meant it for good. But God meant it for evil. What was the purpose? To save many people alive. To save many people alive. Going through. Show me the way out and let me choose your plan. He refused to be bitter against those people. And through him, not only was his immediate family saved, a whole nation was saved. Another nation, it was a time of famine. This, that's not, you see, that's not a normal time. This, these days are not normal days. 
It is a time of famine, and in the midst of it all, he's saying that when you people put me in the pit, when you people sold me, you meant it for evil, but God has turned it around, and God has used it for good. In the mighty name of Jesus, I don't know your past, I don't know the things that you have gone through, or are going through, but in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, may God help you to see the bigger picture, and may God help you to see his plan, and may God bring you out, and use you not only to save your family but use you to save others and let them come into the kingdom of God hallelujah you meant it for good for evil but God meant it for good you see again it's the perspective it makes all the difference there are certain times at times to wait on God and hear specifically what he's what he what, what he's saying. There's this there's this there's this woman, Eliza Hewitt. Uh, she was an American hymn writer. She wrote about over 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 um, more than hundred hymns. And she was born in Philadelphia in 1851. And she was a school 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 teacher and I mean, she also served the, the kids in, 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 in kids' church. But one day, there was a disorderly student in the school, and the student took like a heavy slate and hit her with it. And as a result, she was hospitalized with, with a spiral infection for six months. And while she was there, she started, sometimes we have these pity, pity parties. Why, why should I be lying down here and this student that hits me with this thing is just running around for free? And while she was, while, while she was there, and a, a certain Af African-American lady came around and was cleaning her, uh, her room. And she, this person was so full of joy and she was singing to the Lord. And, and she said, I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. She said, I, I mean... I thought I had this Christianity down. <laughs> but here's this lady. I'm in a better profession than she is, but she is full of joy and she is full of happiness and just singing to the Lord. She asked the lady, what's your secret? She said, the secret is, I have the joy of the Lord. And I have difficulties in life, but I've learned to overcome my difficulties by singing to the Lord. And then after that, she said, oh, my, my, my. She realized where she had lost it. And said, Lord, help me. I forgive this boy. I forgive him for what, what, he, has, for, for what he has done to me. And she was single too. So she was unmarried. So she was thinking about her, her, her future life, her marriage and all that. But she said, oh, Lord, I forgive this person. I, I forgive them. I release them. And said, a great peace came over my soul. And she got a song out of it. <laughs> and that hymn, don't ask me to sing that hymn because you don't want me singing this morning. <laughs> but that hymn says that the trusting heart to Jesus clings. <laughs> In the midst of her difficulty, she looked past it and like Joseph, said somebody meant it for evil, but I'm going to see God in it. And we still sing that, that hymn to today. This morning I'm encouraging us, no matter what we are going through, no matter the uncertainties that we face in the world, may we look to God. May we wait on God and see things 
from his angle, from his perspective. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, times of uncertainties are times of hasty decisions. People, sometimes people make hasty decisions. That's number two. Number three, at times of uncertainties are times of fear. But you see, again, if you can see things from the way God sees them, it will make all the difference. It, not, notice in, in, in Acts chapter 12, verse 24. I'll get back to Acts chapter 12, but it buttresses upon here. Acts chapter 12, verse 24. Notice this was the time that Herod wanted to kill Peter. But notice that in Acts chapter 12, verse 24. As a result of that, the Bible says that the word of God grew and multiplied. Herod became pompous. He became proud. And on one day, he thought that he was, I mean, he didn't even need God. The angel took care of him. And as a result of that, he thought that he was persecuting Peter. But out of those times of uncertainties, the word of God grew and multiplied. That is my prayer in this season. No matter what is going on in the world, in our city, in our nation, and the nations of the world, may the word of God grow and multiply. May we see many people coming to the kingdom of God than ever before. Amen. What was God's response to that? <laughs> I'll come back to Acts chapter 12 verse later. There's something that God wants us to see. But you see, uncertain times are times of fear. Notice, that is why we must wait on God and not lean on our own understanding. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. He says what? Trust in the Lord with your partial heart. Look at, look at your Bible. <laughs> Trust in the Lord. Repeat it with me. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. Jesus. I feel like preaching in tongues this morning. My Lord. My <laughs> Trust in the Lord with what? Oh. That is why you need to wait on God. Because if you are leaning on your own understanding, the times are uncertain. That if you lean on the, your natural thinking, you will go a certain path. But God wants to direct you. God wants to lead you in the path that you should go. And if you are listening online or watching on TV, maybe in your life you've been going a certain direction. You've been leaning on your own understanding and choosing your own path. I am here to assure you and to tell you God has a path for your life. God has his perfect plan for your life. And this is not the time for you to choose your own path. This is the time for you to seek God and say, Lord, I depend on you. We trust you're being blessed by this Word Mission Church International message. We are conveniently located here in Colorado Springs, and we look forward to meeting you in person soon. Text us at 719-235-5535 with any questions or for prayer. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org for more life-giving messages. Learn about our famous kids' church, Lion and Lamb series. 
connect with local or foreign missions, like Word Mission Church International on Facebook to get notifications for live stream. Subscribe on YouTube and even watch live on www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. Let's continue this insightful message. And say that no matter what I'm going, I'm going through, Lord, my Lord and my God, my, I refuse to fear. I will lean on you. On you. And like Job said, thank you, Lord Jesus. In Job chapter 14, verse 14, I'll read it from the King James. Because I, I, I like how he puts it. He says, notice what, 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 what Job said. He says, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. That means that whatever I'm going through is subject to change. All the days of my appointed time, I will wait till my change come. This morning, I see your change coming. I said this morning, I see your change coming. As you begin to cooperate with God, it's so important to realize that. This is not, that is not a time for fear. It's so important to realize that in our, in our lives. One time, the, 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 the children of Israel, thank you, Lord Jesus. In Exodus chapter four, 14, verse 13, notice this. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. The children of Israel, sometimes it feels that way, like you are shut in. There is no way out. But like Job, say my change will come. Say it this morning, my change will come. Exodus 14, 13, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. That was not a normal day, folks. The Red Sea is ahead of you. You've just come out of Egypt. You have seen the wonders of God. You have seen God's miracles. And right behind you is Pharaoh and his host. Which way am I going to go and tear? Which direction am I going to go? If you lean on your own understanding, you will say there's no way out. <laughs> Resty before, Pharaoh behind. <laughs> so in times of us, it's so important to see things from God's perspective. Moses went to God. What am I going to do here? And he responded, tell the people of Israel, tell my children. And he's saying to you this morning, do not fear. Do not be afraid. Stand still. Wait on God and see the salvation of the Lord. He will accomplish for you today. The enemies that you see, you will not see them again forever. The enemies in your life, the enemies in your finances, the enemies in your health, the enemies in every area of your life. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, you will not see them again forever. As you wait on God, may you not see them again forever. May God take over your battle. I said, may God take over your battle. I said, may God take over your battle. I said, may God take over your battle. The enemy has told you there is no way out. 
But this morning, God is saying to you, in the mighty name of Jesus, the Egyptians, the enemies that you see today, in these days of uncertainties, you will not see them again forever. If you believe that, say amen. But you must wait on God for his plan in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't panic. Leads me to my second point. What do I do? How do we face uncertain times? Don't panic. Psalm 78, verse 9 to 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Don't panic. Psalm 78, like he told these people, don't, 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 don't worry. 78, Psalm 78, notice this. Verse 9 to 10. It says, the children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in his law. Think about it. They are fully armed, but, and they are carrying their bows. But in the day of battle, they turned back. May that not be your story. God has given us his full armor. Oh, he's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But if you panic, then you will not keep the covenant of God and you refuse to walk in his law. So don't panic. It's a very, they turn back in the day of battle. In times of uncertainty, in times of difficulties, in uncertain times, instead of using the weapons that they had and walking in the covenant of God, they turned around. And that's what sometimes some people do. May that not be you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said, may that not be you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, the thing is, the thing is, is if you panic, like for instance, in, in, in September, in September, in, in, in the 70s, one, one cult uh, announced that the world was going to end on September 5th, 1975. Even Jesus said he doesn't know when he's coming. So in panic, these people, they, 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 they redrew their kids out of schools. Um, they, they sold their houses and blew all their money on drinks and on, on other things. And September 5th, was, was 75, was a Friday. <laughs> Monday came, Jesus hadn't come. <laughs> And some of these people now became squatters. <laughs> because some false prophet deceived them. Panicking. Don't, 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 don't panic. Jesus knows exactly, I mean, the, the Father knows exactly when Jesus is coming. And you should not fear. Somebody said that, it's Bible scholars say that there are 355 fear notes in the Bible. That gives you approximately one for every day. <laughs> because if you, look at, if you look at the circumstances, if you look at the uncertain times, you, 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 you'll be tempted to, to, to fear. Some people even broke their marriages, sold their houses, they did all, all, these, all these silly things. Don't do that. So, you asked what he was trying to tell the people in Thessalonians. We were just talking about the second coming of Christ a week ago. He said, he, he said Jesus before he left, he says, occupy. That means busy yourself with the things of God till I come. Look for his second coming, but while you are waiting, don't get in fear, don't get in panic, and make panic decisions. And then, number three, 
What do you do in times of, seven, of uncertainty? Number one, not, notice what, what the response that Jesus gave to these people. Now, number three, just go to your own company. You have to have your company. It's so important. Because there are so many voices in the world telling you different things. Acts chapter 1 verse 4, let's go back there again. He says, you, you may have missed this. He says, and being assembled together with them. They were assembled where? Together. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. They were assembled together. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, talks about the Father, do not neglect the assembly of yourselves together. In Acts chapter 4, verse 23, he uses that term. They went to their own company. He says, and being let go, they went to their own companions, the King James says company, and reported that the chief priest and elders had said to them. You see, the trouble with people is that when, this was, you see, this was the time that they were persecuting Peter uh, and, 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 and John for, 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 for the man that was raised, the man that they healed. And, and, and look, look, listen to what they said to them. Acts chapter 4, verse 18. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge, you be the judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And then being let go, they went to their own company. That's not the time to leave the church. That's not the time to leave God. So many people, if they are threatening them, they said, okay, we are done here. Uh, we are just going to, I mean, just lay this all down. Not Peter and John. And sounds like me. You can do whatever you want, but what I've seen and heard, that's what I'm going to preach. <laughs> but, but you see, the trouble with some people is in times of uncertainty, they don't have their own company. They don't have people, their church family, that they can go to. That's not the time. They went to their own company. And, and you see, it's the same thing in Acts chapter 12. Let's go back there again. Let's, let's, let's notice th this. Acts chapter 12, verse 12. Thank you, Lord. Because in the natural, when times are difficult, this was the time that Peter, you see, he had, Herod had already, had already came, killed James the brother of John, and then he proceeded to, 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 to take Peter. How uncertain does it get? And, 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 not, and notice this, they prayed, the church prayed without season, and Peter was delivered. But when he was delivered, notice where he went. And notice again where the believers were. In Acts chapter 12, verse 12, he says, so when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many 
were gathered together doing what? What were they doing? Say it louder. You online as well say it. What were they doing? What were they doing? Having a committee meeting (laughs) on how to respond to Herod's, I mean, threats. But notice also, and and as Peter knocked at the door of, of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. But notice it was somebody's house. We trust this message was timely and a blessing. We'd love to hear from you. Text 719-235-5535 for prayer or any questions you may have. We are conveniently located here in Colorado Springs. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to learn more about our local and foreign missions, our super fun and Bible-rich kids' church, prayer meetings, and so much more. Like Word Mission Church International on Facebook to view us on live streaming. Subscribe on YouTube and let us hear from you. To partner with us in spreading the gospel, please text G-I-V-E, that's GIVE, to 719-235-5911. Word Mission Church International, a church you can call home.